Hello, and welcome to the Burnout Proof Your Biz podcast. On today's episode, I'm talking with my good friend, Suzanne Ryan. Suzanne has made a name for herself in the ketogenic and health community over the past several years, and it all began with a decision to take care of herself first. Did you guys hear that? She decided to put herself first in this day and age where we're told to put everyone else in front of us. She made a decision to take care of herself and her health a priority. And since then, she has lost over 120 pounds. She's walked away from a medical career that she liked but didn't love. And she is now pursuing her passion that is to help people working towards being their best self every day. And she does this by helping them unlock what they already have inside of them um, and help them figure out how they can take what they already have and use it to change their lives for the better. So in addition to her health story, she shares health and wellness tips on her blog. And she also has a best-selling cookbook called Simply Keto. You can find it pretty much anywhere these days, but it's also on Amazon if you are interested in learning more about keto recipes. They're all delicious. I've tried several. On today's episode, Suzanne is here, though, to share with us about her path to success and remind us that we all have obstacles that we have to overcome, but we shouldn't let them stop us. She highly stresses the importance of staying positive and focusing on self-awareness so that you can make sure that you know your mission and you stick to it. If you're ready to start making some big changes in your life, whether that's in your business or just in your life in general, this episode is for you. She has some amazing tips for us and a lot of encouragement. So let's dive in. Today's episode is brought to you by Strategy Sessions. Did you guys know that I do one-hour strategy sessions or tutorial sessions, whichever you need, to help you figure out something in your business? Whether that is figuring out how to use Dubsado or how to use Asana, or you want some help figuring out some workflows, or you just wanna double check and get some feedback on something that you think is good, but you just need that extra reassurance that yes, what you're doing, you are on the right track go ahead and sign up for a strategy session. These are no contract sessions. It's one hour of time with me and then you get a week of support afterward. These are on special this month. The price is going up in January. So if you wanna get in at the introductory rate, click the link in the show notes so that you can sign up at the introductory rate before the price goes up. You just have to book your appointment this month. It can be scheduled on another day, but it needs to be booked and paid for in December to get that introductory price. You can head on over to the show notes to do that, or you can head to chelseabfoster.com forward slash strategy session. Welcome to the Burnout Proof Your Biz podcast, where we explore how you can give yourself permission to run your business and live your dream life on your own terms. You started your business to have more freedom. Let's help you find it. I'm your host, Chelsea B. Foster. Let's dive into today's topic. All right. Okay. So I'm here today with my friend Suzanne and oh my gosh, I am so excited to have her on here today. Thank you so much for being here. Of course. Thanks for having me. I'm so excited to do this with you. Oh my gosh. We have actually known each other for what a year and a half now. Yeah. It's been, almost. Yeah. And it has been like you meet people and you just resonate with them. Like I remember the first phone call with her. Um, one of my friends texted me and was like, Hey, I got this inquiry. She's not a great fit for me. I think she might be a good fit for you. Will you talk to her? And like instantly from the moment I said, hello, it felt like we had known each other forever. Like I remember getting off the call and talking to my husband and being like, 
Oh my gosh, I hope she books. <laughs> I know, I know. I felt the same way. I'm like, oh my gosh, I feel like she's been my friend for like my whole life. It's like the weirdest thing ever. And like even the way we connected was just like so random, you know, but it was definitely such an awesome connection. Yes, I totally agree. And since then, we've actually gotten to get in person uh, or get to, we've gotten to meet in person. Oh my goodness, tongue tied today. <laughs> um, and it like, seriously, you guys, this is why you need to make relationships or build relationships and make connections online because they really can turn into great, amazing friendships. Um, and this relationship is just one of them. Yes. But before we dive into all of that, <laughs> Suzanne, will you go ahead and just share a little bit about who you are, um, kind of how you got to where you are today and all of that? Yeah, so my name is Suzanne Ryan. And honestly, I everything with my, my career path and everything is just totally different than what I expected. Um, so I basically went to school for ultrasound. Um, I definitely always had a passion of helping people. I didn't really know exactly where that was going to be, but I thought like, okay, medical field, like that, that'll suffice. Like that seems like something that will be helping people. Um, so I went to school for ultrasound and worked in that for like about a year and a half. And um, at the same time, like throughout my life, I had always struggled with my weight. Um, and so I was always constantly trying to figure out ways to get healthier and lose weight and just struggling and struggling and dieting all my life and then just kind of gaining more and more weight. So um, we moved to California and um, I found out I was pregnant with my daughter and I was like, okay, well, now I'm going to stay home for a year and then I'll get back into ultrasound, but I really want to get healthier because I have no energy and I'm at this time, a little over like 300 pounds. And I'm like, okay, like I, I have to get serious. Something needs to change here. Um, so I started doing the ketogenic diet and kind of this whole thing un unraveled that I really didn't expect. And um, I was able to lose 100 pounds in the first year of doing the diet, um, ended up blogging everything and doing YouTube videos. Uh, just kind of tracking my progress and connecting with others like you were talking about how important it is to have those connections like this support system for me was a game changer um, so I just like fell in love with this community and that connection and like everybody just cheering each other on and really feeling like the first time in my life I actually had like a support system and people who understood what I was going through and that like unlocked this passion in me that I was like, this is where I want to help people. Like this is a thing that I struggle with my whole life that I never expected to be able to help people on. But like, this is it. Like this is really what I love. Um, so I decided uh, not to go back to ultrasound. Um, and actually right before when I was kind of indecisive about if I should or not, I got contacted from my publisher about writing a book. Um, and honestly, like I sat on the idea for a little bit and I was like, oh my God, I don't know how to do this. Like, I don't even know where to start. Like, can I write a book? Um, so, you know, I just kind of decided that for most of my life, I turned away from things because I was afraid. Um, so by never trying, I failed right away. Uh, so I figured, okay, well, with this, if I stumble, at least I have a team and, you know, I'll, I'll grow and I'll learn and I'll make mistakes, but that will be okay. Um, so... I ended up writing the book and then, um, you know, of course met you along the way of that and like just so many amazing things unraveled. And, um, so in all that, like now I do this full time, uh, write books and help people and just connect a lot over social media. And so now my whole life is pretty much about just helping others see, 
whether they're keto or not, honestly, um, just unlocking everything in them that they have to change their life for the better. Oh my gosh. I love that story so much. And I don't think I have heard your like succinct version of the story and all of that all together in like a two minute yeah. stretch. It's just so powerful. Like, wow. I just, <laughs> yeah, you're amazing. Thank and you. um, <laughs> so her book that she's talking about is actually a cookbook. And if you are interested in the ketogenic diet, it is fantastic. Even if you're not like the recipes are delicious. <laughs> and um, we met because I designed the cover of her book and oh my gosh, it was just so much fun. Yeah. Um, so I wanted to dive in a little bit more onto how you started or how you figured out that you wanted to help other people um, specifically with their businesses and with their personal growth so that they can achieve anything they want to. Yeah. So I think honestly, um, I, I think the thing that I've realized the most through all of this is that like sometimes, you know, we have a desire to change our lives in a different way, whether that's launching your own business or like creating a line or writing a book or whatever it is that you're interested in doing. And a lot of times we count ourselves out with a hundred things of, well, gosh, like, what if this or what if that, or I don't know how to do this. And it's like, we just knock ourselves out of the running immediately. So I think one of the best things is, is because what I'm doing now kind of came from nowhere. Like I, I really wasn't expecting it to lead to this. Um, it's really given me some insight to kind of like say to people, Hey, listen, like I get that, that fear and I get the struggle of like, what am I going to do? I don't know what I'm doing. Um, but I think it's really important that people know that you have to just take that leap of faith and you have to trust in yourself and know that the stumbles are going to happen, but that actually makes you stronger and makes you learn and grow. And you have to kind of embrace that part of it. Um, so I'm all about just like these uh, Cinderella stories of people who just follow their passion and are able to, you know, help others through what, what they're doing in their life's work. Oh my gosh. I love that so much. And you're so right. Like you are not going to be successful if you never take that first step. Exactly. And honestly, a lot of times we're comparing our beginning to someone else's middle or end. And I remember I still have days where I am scrolling through Instagram. Of course, it's always on Instagram where everything <laughs> looks beautiful and perfect. Yeah. And you come across someone who's doing something similar to you, but they are a year, two years, five years ahead of you in their business. And they look like they have it all together. Mm -hmm. But I guarantee you, if you like scroll back and look at their Instagram feed <laughs> four years ago, yeah. it's a disaster. Oh. Just like yours may have been a month ago. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. and it's totally fine. They, they figured it out and you are going to figure it out too. For sure. And I think the other thing too is like, you know, comparison is like the thief of joy in so many ways because nobody has the same life, the same schedule, like the same things going on. Like for me, I see some other people who are bloggers and I'm like, oh my gosh, look how much content they're putting out and look at their like putting a book out every six months and all this stuff. But like for me, I have other things going on. I have a five-year-old daughter, you know, I'm a wife, like my husband has a busy work schedule. Like I don't want to just be absorbed in this one thing. I want to follow my passions and do things to help people. But I also am a mom and I want to have time for my daughter. And so that means I have less time to dedicate purely towards work. But, you know, if I compare myself to people who like maybe have a lot of dedicated time, I'm like, oh gosh, am I not doing good enough? Like I am doing good enough in my time and my space and like what my purpose is. So comparing yourself is definitely a no-no. <laughs> yes. Oh, I agree. It's definitely, and you guys have heard me talk about this on the podcast before, but comparison is such a bad game to play with yourself. So bad. And 
Um, I have a whole episode where I talk about if you're having trouble, like letting go of comparison, of letting go of like all of that fear, go listen to that episode. I'll link it for you guys in the show notes. Um, and I have a bunch of tips for you in there. Yeah. I mean, because a lot of times, especially like what you said with social media, it's like you're comparing yourself to the highlight reels. You don't see the struggle. You don't see like the fear, the worry, the self doubt that like all of us creators experience. Like it's, we all have it. Some people are more vocal about sharing these vulnerable moments, but when you look at all these pretty pictures online and everything's so dialed in, like you don't really get to see that. And then you can get sucked into feeling like you're not doing good enough. So it's definitely really important not to do that. Yes, yes. And I think it's important to remember that no matter what stage in your business you're at, you still are going to have these moments. Oh, yeah. It's just your focus is going to be on different areas. For sure. Yeah, it's always shifting and moving. And as soon as you get one thing figured out, the next thing pops up. And it's like, it's good, though, because it's a challenge. Like if you look at it in if you change your perspective, when challenges come up, instead of being like, see, this is a sign that, you know, I'm not supposed to do this, or I'm not good enough, or x, y, and z, you can just shift that to like, okay, well, here's another challenge. Here's something else I need to learn about, or here's a place where I can grow. Um, I think that's really the best way to take it on. Oh my gosh. I like that you have shifted the language there. So instead of like looking at the negatives, you're looking at the positives and how this is actually an opportunity for you and not something that is holding you back. Exactly. Oh, that's amazing. And if you guys have been listening to the podcast very long, you know that this has been a theme the last (laughs) few episodes. And I am just... Clearly, we all need to hear this right now is that we are good enough and that we just need to shift that script in our head so that we are not saying negative things. We are saying positive things to ourselves. Yeah. And I mean, honestly, even when I first started, like I got to the place where we all think those negative thoughts. Like, I think it's it's naive to assume that we're all going to be like just bubbles of like positivity all the time. Like, of course, we want to try to be as positive as possible. But I literally like at the beginning of when I started doing all this stuff, sometimes I would even like a crazy person, like look in the mirror and be like, stop, Suzanne, like stop all this self doubt, stop talking to yourself so badly. If I wouldn't look at a friend and say this like about them, why am I saying this to myself? Like, so you really do have to be like your own friend and sometimes even just stop yourself in your tracks and say like, this is not the way to talk to myself. Like, it's okay to be scared. It's okay to have fear. You're going to push through it. You're going to learn. You're going to grow and you're going to adapt. And that's okay. So cut it out. <laughs> like we got yeah. this. Oh my gosh. I love that so much. And you're so right. Like you have to call yourself out on it. And I think yeah. the first step is just like paying attention to those thoughts and like yeah. recognizing when you are having them and then paying attention to them, calling them out and then flipping that script so that you're not like being so mean to yourself all the time. And I do want to let you guys know that I am holding up a mirror and telling myself all of this right now too. So. <laughs> For sure. I am right in the same boat with all of you. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's really good to normalize that. Like we're, we all struggle and we all, you know, face days where we've just feel so overwhelmed or incapable or not prepared. I, I think that, you know, it's really important to know that it is a common struggle and the whole, the great part is, is like when you can actually see that and then just make pivots and learn and grow from it instead of bogging you down and making you feel like you're not good enough. So I think it's all just a matter of like, we're all going to face adversity. Like how do you deal with it after that? Absolutely. Absolutely. So what are some things that you have used to help you be able to take those opportunities and actually realize that they are opportunities instead of getting stuck in all the negative talk? 
Um, you know, honestly, I think really what it comes down to for me is like, I just have to jump in. Like I, I think for so long I would, I would try to analyze like a hundred things of like, well, what if this and what if that? And I would literally like be stuck in this like fear and anxiety of like, well, I need to have these solutions for like a hundred different scenarios. Um, when realistically, um, it's, it's like, well, there's actually a, a more common theme of what's likely going to happen. And, and if that doesn't happen, then you're flexible enough to be able to think on your feet. So stop maxing yourself out with like a hundred scenarios and just like follow your passion, jump in, trust your gut, trust your instinct, work from your place of passion and integrity. And you can never go wrong if you just show up and you're yourself and you operate from a place, like I said, integrity is like so important. Um, and I think if you just follow that, you, you really, even if you mess up, you, you really haven't messed up. It's just <laughs> little bumps along the way. Exactly. And I think you're so right. Like people want to see you authentically showing up and being true to who you are. And if you do that, they are not going to see all of the slip ups. Like they won't care. Yeah. Just like your best friend doesn't care. Like they won't either. And if they do, Good riddance. Well, yeah. And I think honestly, I think I think the reason why this influencer culture really has gotten a lot bigger is because people are so tired of everything looking so perfect all the time. And there are some influencers who definitely have everything look very dialed in. But I think for the most part, most people are kind of catching on to the fact that like we don't need everybody to look and appear perfect all the time. Like we actually relate to the people who are openly saying like, I don't know what I'm doing. Like, I, don't give me an answer that you think I want to hear. If you don't know, I don't make something up. Just say like, you know what? I don't, I don't know that. Like that, there's a lot of great things that you can take away from people who are just honest and vulnerable. And you can kind of see like, Hey, they're just like a normal person and they're going through stuff too. And it makes people want to like collaborate and lift each other up even more. Absolutely. I cannot agree with that anymore. Yeah. So much. Okay. So take us back. You have pivoted with a lot of things in your business as you have been running this. Um, so talk to us about some of those pivots that you've made and how you came to decide that it was time to pivot. Well, uh, you know, I think honestly, the, the, the biggest pivot that happened was after the launch of the book. Um, I, I remember talking to you on many of our design calls about how like, this is going to be really great because my mom and my brother will have a copy and, you know, I wasn't really too sure about how successful it would be. Um, and then at the beginning of the year, getting to go on the Today Show and live with Kelly and Ryan and all these things popped up. And I was like, oh, my gosh, like this isn't a, this isn't like a fluke. Like I'm I actually have value. And um, what I'm doing is helping people and like how cool that I'm able to take my passion and like really actually like put this into use and put this into changing people's lives. So I think at that point in time, I was like, okay, like this isn't just a hobby. Like this isn't just something that by chance is successful. Like it's successful because people can see that like I clearly care about this wholeheartedly. Um, so I think when that happened, I was like, okay, it's time to get, <laughs> time to get serious here. It's scary to, to really walk away from going back to ultrasound, but you know, I had, I had to just chase this passion and I'm so glad that I did. Oh, I know. I have just seen you change this year and like completely, I don't know. I feel like you're more in tune with who you are and who you're talking to. And it, I just, I have loved that change so much. <laughs> and not to mention the fact that now you get flown across the country to be on shows all the time. Yeah. Like 
Dr. Oz a couple weeks ago. Yeah. It's funny because I had an email from somebody last week and they were like, how do you look so like calm and cool and collected on these shows? And I'm like, I am like freaking out inside. Like, don't let it fool you. Like, I mean, it's nerve wracking, but the whole thing is, it's like when you really do realize that like fear is just kind of like an invisible like wall that we're putting around ourselves and like we can have it hold us in, but like you can walk right through it. It's, it's your choice if you're going to let that hold you back. Um, or if you're just going to stand up and be like, you know what, I'm here, I'm enough. I'm going to share what I care about and I love. And that's enough at the end of the day, even if you fumble on your words or you trip and fall walking down the stairs, like whatever you do, like that's enough because you showed up for something you believe in. So, um, it's definitely been a really interesting transition this last year. Um, from, I literally changed my, I think I told you this, I changed my major in, college to avoid public speaking. Um, oh my gosh, <laughs> you had not told me that. <laughs> yeah, so I, I went in and I, I think I, I initially wanted to be in marketing and they were like, oh yeah, um, you had to do like public speaking. I think it was like one or two semesters of that and I'm like, oh no, like wh what can I do that, you know, helps people. I don't know even what I was thinking about with marketing because I always wanted to be in something medical, but I, I think I was just in one of those career classes trying to figure out what to do. And, uh, so I was like, all right, do I have to do public speaking with like going to like nursing school or like medicine? And like, this is early in my college education. And they're like, yeah, no, I'm like, okay, that's what, <laughs> that's what I'll do. <laughs> um, so, uh, yeah. So then like now to like have gone on like a book tour this year and like three national television shows, I'm like, you know what? Life really has a way of being like, you can run, but you can't hide. Like this is your path. Like get ready. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. I love that so much. Yeah. And I love also your description of fear. Like you're so right. It is just like this invisible wall and we can choose to walk through it. Yeah. Like we don't have to be held in and held captive by our fear. Yeah. So what are some tips you would give someone that is trying to overcome some fear? You know, I think honestly, the only way to really get over fear is through it. Like you literally just have to go through it. And um, I think what it is, is instead of seeing fear and then stepping back, you have to like see the fear and you have to, I mean, as long as it's safe, obviously for yourself, you know, you just have to like walk through it because after you do that, then you realize that it really wasn't as scary or as hard or as, like whatever it is in your head that you've built it up that it's going to be. It's never... My dad always says, nothing's ever as good or as bad as you think it's going to be. And, you know, that's so true. It's like you go through something and you're like, okay, yeah, that was like a little bit scary, but like it was fine. I survived. Like it was, it was nothing like what I thought in my head it was going to be. And then I think once you do that and you just kind of take those risks, then the next one and the next one and the next one after that, while maybe you're not totally fearless, you know that you're going to get through it and that there's going to be great things that come from it. So I think ultimately it's just, again, it's like jumping in and just do it. Oh, I could not agree more. And I was actually talking to my business coach about this earlier. Um, Cause she was like, I have seen you just like change so much this year. And um, we were talking about fear, especially so when I started the podcast, I was a little afraid of like podcasting, <laughs> but I was like, blogging didn't work. Like, video didn't work. Let's try podcasting. See if that's the right content for me. And now like my first couple podcasts that I was on, I was terrified, like over here sweating, yeah. like red face, like no joke. My heart was racing. And now like I do interviews all the time and it's so much fun. And you really do just have to like step up to the plate, 
look fear in the face and then still do the thing. Yeah. Like you just have to do it. Otherwise you're going to get stuck. Yeah. And I think a lot of times people have these kinds of responses where like they get really anxious or nervous or sweating and they're like, this is a sign that I shouldn't be doing it. And that's actually not true because those are temporary things. So it's like, yes, you may experience that, but it's not going to be ongoing and it's not going to be forever. And like you do get past it. It's just like learning anything new. There's going to be a period of transition, but then you develop those skills and you develop things that you're like, gosh, I never thought I would ever do this. And the next thing you know, you're a pro at it. So it's just exactly. being willing to show up, you know? Exactly. So for those of us that are out there and they're like, okay, how do you tell if it's a good fear or just like an anxious fear? Yeah. So I honestly think a lot of that comes down to like trusting your gut. Like, and, and this is where I, I really feel like this is where you operate from that place of integrity and just knowing like, is this part of your core values? Like, is this like, removing all factors like money, influence, anything like, is this something that you feel in your heart is like something that's good or helpful or part of your cause or something or part of your passion, something that you think is going to help or benefit others. And if you make that decision based solely on that, I really, I don't think you can ever go wrong because your intentions are in the right place. Um, so that's kind of where I try to operate from. I get really quiet within myself before I make a decision. I think it's really, really, really important for people to give themselves some time before hopping to yes or no. Um, because I definitely used to like immediately, I was definitely a yes person. I was like, sure, sure. Let me do this. Let me do that. Um, and I kind of burned myself out from doing that. So now I take some time. I, I say like, oh, yeah, let me think about this uh, and I'll get back to you. And I kind of just give myself some time to process things so that I can operate from a place that I know the things that I'm doing are things that I want to be doing, things that are driving my mission forward, my passion forward and helping people. Um, and I think that's just a really good place to operate from. Yes, I totally agree. And I love that you brought up your mission. And I think that is one of the things that helps you decide whether it should be a really quick yes or not is, is it in line with your mission and your vision? And if it's not, then it should be a no. Yeah. Like, don't force things. Yeah, I mean, one of my favorite quotes from Steve Jobs was that he was proud of the no's just as much as he was the yeses. And you know, I think a lot of times I had, when I was first starting, I had like a lot of different opportunities thrown my way. And at first I was like, oh my gosh, people want to like collaborate with me. This is so exciting. But I'm like, but I feel kind of like the companies are not really like a good fit or this or that. And so I said a lot of no, um, even at times where I was like, oh, is this right for me to do it? But I'm like, no, it just doesn't feel right to me. So I'm going to say no. Um, and by doing that, it led to me being able to have bigger and better offers that were much easier to say yes to because I had put myself, you know, and I stayed true to who I was. And I think that that's really important to make sure that you do that. Oh, I love that so much. And you bring up a good point that anytime you are saying no, it's not, you're not giving up anything, right? You're gaining all the things that you now can say yes to. Exactly. And I truly believe that you will have the right opportunities in front of you and even if you feel like saying no, like makes you a little anxious right now, it's probably coming from a place of fear of missing out and fear or a lack mentality instead of like you being true to yourself and really doing something that feels good. And we never want to have FOMO. Like FOMO is not good for you in your business. Yeah, for sure. And I think a lot of us too, like a lot, I know for me, I operated from a, a place of being kind of a people pleaser. So like I was just constantly like wanting to say yes. Cause I was like, well, I want them to like me and I want them to like see me as like valuable or as like that I'm caring or considerate. But honestly, like, 
you will max yourself out if you're constantly doing that. And, and you really do need to reserve your energy for the things that you really care about and the things that you're passionate about, because you can't, if you spread yourself too thin then your whole mission kind of gets a little bit blurry. So I think just being really focused and vigilant on the things that are really important to you are really, really a good thing to do. Yeah, I cannot agree anymore. So, so much. Okay, so let's talk about how you are actually helping people now. What does that look like? So honestly, it's it's kind of shifting and changing day by day, but um, it still looks like answering a lot of emails and Instagram DMs and, um, uh, you know, trying to connect as much as I can. Um, but what I did at first is I was really kind of focusing on one-on-one -on -one and then kind of things got a little crazy and it was literally impossible for me to do one-on-one. -on -one. And while I try to like answer as much as I can, now what I've started to do is shift into like, okay, here's some like blog posts or here's like, for example, like the book, like things that I can put out materials that I can put out that help like the masses. Because I literally, if you're putting out so many things at once at the end of the day, uh, it's just, it's exhausting and you can't keep up with it. So, um, you know, I just feel like putting out those materials that like are things that people can go to of like frequently asked questions. Like I started looking at like, all right, what am I getting asked the most? And like, let me just do a blog post about it. So that that's something that's static that's there that like people can go to and they don't even have to wait for me to respond. Um, now I will say that shift is also difficult because then some people say like, oh, well, great. Like you don't even answer your messages anymore. But I'm like, listen, like I'm getting over a hundred messages per day. I'm also a mom. I also have other things going on. Um, so you do get some resistance from that. And, and honestly, it does kind of make you feel bad sometimes because people write to you and like pour their heart out and you so much want to like talk to them one-on-one, -on -one, but you just really don't have the time. So I think for me, I've just been kind of trying to set these boundaries of like, this is how much time I'm going to use in my day to like respond. But then I'm going to spend the most of my day putting these resources up that are going to help like a lot of people um, that I don't have to keep recreating the wheel. Yes. Oh, I love that so much. And I love that you recognize like there's only one of you mm -hmm. and you can only do so much in a day and you have other priorities than answering email all day long. I know. And I, I feel so bad too, because I think I do think some people just don't understand. Like they just expect that like, you are just like on your computer or your phone all day long, like firing away. But, you know, it's just not realistic to be able to keep up with all this stuff. I mean, it, it's it would be great if I could. But like once you realize that you can't, you have to build other systems in place to then support the masses, you know. Exactly, exactly. And we I think we all could use your strategy of creating content that answers our frequently asked questions so that people have resources. They don't have to come to you one on one to find answers and to find help. Because at the end of the day, they honestly probably can't afford the one-on-one -on -one service or aren't ready for one-on-one, -on -one, but they just have like a quick question and they want that answered. And so giving them the resources and putting it in their hands is so empowering to them so that they can take ownership of their business and all the solutions that they are working towards. Yeah, exactly. And I, and I think just in general, like usually you can find like the common themes of like, what are the struggles? What are the things people are, you know, like unsure about or questioning. And then that saves you so much time from having to, like I said, like recreate that wheel all the time and answering the same thing, the same thing. So it, it saves everybody time. It saves them time and you time and, and everyone's needs are being met. 
Absolutely. Absolutely. Oh, I love that so, so much. Okay. So earlier in your career, you did video. Yeah. 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 And now you're focusing more on blogging, correct? Yeah. Blogging. And then eventually we're going to be doing a podcast as well. Yeah. So what did the transition for you? Cause that's like the three major content types. What, when you were deciding, okay, like video isn't working anymore. How, how did you figure that out? And how did you decide that you wanted to switch over to blogging? And now like, how are you figuring out you wanted to go into podcasting? Well, you know, I kind of feel like, um, the video was kind of like a season. Like I kind of look at a lot of this stuff as like, um, it's kind of like flowing and like ever moving and changing. So it's like, sometimes I feel like, um, I have just a desire. I feel more pulled to like write a blog post or to post something on Instagram or to like post a video. So like, I don't really look at any of them as being shut off, but like definitely with YouTube, like when I was, I was doing a video every single uh, weekend for a year and it took up almost my entire weekend. So what ended up happening was I got a little burned out because I was just spending all of my time doing this. And I'm like, wait a minute, like I want to have a life. Like I want to like go out with my family on the weekend and Olivia was getting older and keeping her quiet while we were filming was getting to be a problem. Um, and also like, I was just, I feel like YouTube can be like a really positive place, but there's also a lot of people on there that can be very negative. Um, and so there was definitely some points and times in my life where I was like, I, like, I know it can be great, but it can also be bad. And I just don't feel like I'm in a place right now where I want to want either one of those. Like, I just like, I want something that's a, like a little bit more, I don't know if you would say the word safe or just like, just a place that's like a little bit more nurturing. Um, and so for me, like Instagram is definitely a very supportive space. So, you know, if I'm feeling like I just kind of needed a little bit more like of a support system, um, I would kind of shift over to that. So, um, but yeah, I think I will eventually like go back to doing some YouTube videos. Um, but after just doing them for over a year, I was just kind of like, all right, I want to like shift to something else and build something else. And, and every once in a while I'll post a video on there, but I just kind of like to hit like all the different things because some people really love podcasts because they don't have time to sit and watch a YouTube video, but they can, you know, turn it on when they're in the car or out for a run or whatever. So, um, as my life gets busier, I'm like, Oh, I get it. Like I, I can see how there would be other <laughs> avenues that would be a really great way to connect with people. So I'm just kind of always like shifting and flowing with like what, what is kind of grabbing my attention or like what I feel inspired to do. Oh my gosh. I love that you're listening to yourself and listening to that gut and intuition and really like showing up authentically in the way that feels really right to you. And you're so right. Like, especially if you want like a nurturing community, Instagram is the way to go. Like yeah. people are amazing on there. That's where I found some of my best business friends. Yeah. It's just through Instagram. We've never met in person. Yeah. It's like the social media site. That's like actually like, it's funny because social media, a lot of times is like, we would think of like things like Facebook where it's really just like a bunch of people you went to high school or college with, but like you don't really branch out from people that you don't know. And like, in fact, when you get a request from someone you don't know on Facebook, you're like, who is this? You know, <laughs> but like Instagram is like this place where it's just kind of like, Hey, like I get what you're going through or like, Hey, like that's something that would be really helpful to me. Or like, Oh, this is like, I'm really interested in this too. And it's like this big collaboration of like, I just feel like there's so much positivity and um, I think it's a great place for a lot of people to grow in whatever direction or passion that they have. 
because um, you can literally find like a group of people who are into anything on there. So it's like, it's just a really cool space. Yeah, no, I totally agree. And that's definitely why Instagram is like where I hang out all the time. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> Cause it is, it's so happy. And like, you can get in DMs. Like, so I get so many DMs and I DM so many people. Like yeah. it's just like text messaging. Yeah. So, yeah. Oh, it's so much fun. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Okay. So since you mentioned your burnout, what did that look like for you? And how did you like, how did you recognize that it was happening? You know, I think it was just like the dread. Like I was just like, I would get up and I would, it would be like, I would be kind of dreading on like recording day of like, oh gosh, like I, like I am going to be taking up my weekend doing this. And then there was like equal joy when I completed it. I was like, oh yes, like I don't have to do this for another week. And I, and that was kind of like a big indicator to me of like, you know, if I'm, if I'm living for this to be like over with or to be like done, then I'm, I'm clearly am like burnt out with this because I shouldn't like, this should be something that I'm like excited to do. And while I was still excited about the message, it was just like the delivery and the process of like recording it. And, you know, like I wanted my hair and my makeup to be nice. And like, you know, um, it was just like so much prep time to get ready for everything. Um, and then, after that, then you have editing the videos and then uploading the videos and then tagging it and titling it and the channel art and like all these things that go along with it that I don't think a lot of people realize. Um, and it was just a lot. It was a lot. Um, yeah. So I think once I kind of figured that out, I was like, okay, I think I definitely want to continue what I'm doing, but I want to shift a little bit and do something else that maybe sparks my interest and then I can kind of come back when I want. Absolutely. And I think that's something that a lot of you guys that are listening can relate to that feeling of just like something's not right here. Like I I'm struggling with this and I don't know what to do. Like it's okay to do something different. Yeah. It's okay to try something new. And a lot of times you'll find out that you like something better. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think like the, the biggest mistake a lot of people make is they're afraid to shift or pivot from like their original focus point. Um, but I think you actually unlock your passions and like things that you're like really excited about by having that shift because as a person, like you're going to grow and you're going to learn things along the way that are going to change your perspective of things. And by being flexible enough to like go with those, I think that's when like the beauty really comes out. It's like when you can be like, Oh wow. Like I, like for me, like I never expected to do what I'm doing today, but I went with the flow of things. And now I'm like, this is so awesome. Like I get to do something that I really love every single day. Um, and it's because I just was flexible with the changes. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think it goes back to that fear that we were talking about earlier. Yeah. Like, don't be afraid. Like, don't let your fear hold you back. Right. Like just try something. And we are not as visible as we think we are. It's like, I feel like when we start our businesses, we go back to that middle school mentality that everyone can see everything that I'm doing. And it's not true. (laughs) Most people like they, I mean, they care, but they don't really care. Like they have their own things that they're worrying about. So even if you do make up or even if you do make a mistake, (laughs) um, it, no one will know, no one will care. And it's totally fine. You can, show up the next day and do something totally different and it'll be fine. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, all that matters is that you are making an attempt and you're trying and and you will mess up. Like that's the number one thing to accept. Like from the get go is like, you are going to fail. You are going to make mistakes, but you're going to do so while you are fighting for something that you want to do and that you care about. And that's what matters. Like that's where the sweet spot is, is get ready because you're going to get knocked down sometimes, but like you will get back up because you're doing what you love. 
Exactly, exactly. And I think one thing we forget and or don't even know when we start our businesses is like that microscope on our own abilities, like it, it magnifies or it increases so much whenever we start our own business because we are responsible for everything. Mm-hmm. And so we notice all these things that we never noticed as when we were in a nine to five. Um, but you do just have to push through it and like try something new, give yourself a little bit of grace and keep going. Yeah. I mean, we are definitely our own worst critics. And a lot of times, I mean, you can just tell that by like, as soon as anyone looks at a picture of themselves, they're like, Oh my gosh, look at the way I'm standing or look at my smile or look at this. And like, I'm like, really, I think you look amazing. Like, you know, so it's like a lot of times the stuff that we put out, like, really is great and helpful, but like we're, we're like, because we built it, there is some vulnerability that goes out with every piece of thing that we put into the world. So embracing that vulnerability that not everyone is going to love what we do and that's okay. Um, we will find our tribe and we'll find our people that it connects with. And that's really what we're meant to do at the end of the day. It's not about making everybody happy. It's not about being perfect. It's about finding that, finding your tribe, finding the people who that helps and just like really, following through with that exactly exactly and really just speaking to them yeah because at the end of the day like you were called to do this thing to help them yeah and they're the only ones that matter so who cares about everyone else exactly you cannot make everybody happy I learned that the hard way a long time ago (laughs) (laughs) because you want to you know I mean especially like I said I I was very much a people pleaser and I'm like gosh I like I want every like I want to make everybody happy and once you just realize that like you have to do the best that you can do and you try to make things as like approachable to everybody, but ultimately there's going to be some people that it doesn't gel with or that it's not right for. And that's okay. It doesn't devalue your project or your business or whatever you're doing. It just means that it's not a good fit and that's okay. So, you know, I think definitely just easing up. I think that's the bottom line with all this is like easing up, being kinder to yourself and being open to whatever it is that you have the passion to work on. Oh, yes, absolutely. Oh my goodness. (laughs) Okay. So I ask all my guests these last two questions, the same ones. And I want to know what was the best decision that you've ever made for your business? So the best decision I've ever made, and I've covered it a little bit in the podcast is definitely just going into this and following my heart, like wholeheartedly into what I'm doing, um, trusting my gut and just knowing that everything that I do is connected to like the core of who I am, what I care about, what my mission is. Um, and operating from that place was the best thing that I've ever done because no matter what I do, I can never go wrong because my intentions and my focus is on something that is like so positive and something that I care so much about. Um, so making all of those choices from like, okay, I'm not going to make anything based on like where this could benefit or where this is going to be financially great or not. Like all that goes away and it comes down to like, is this a part of my core values? Is this, is this part of my mission? And if it's not, the rest of that doesn't matter. And then I've always been able to make the right decisions because I'm just going with my heart. Oh my gosh. I love that. And I love that you said you stripped away all the other things. You just look at, is this the right decision to be making right now? Right. Yeah. Because yeah, I mean, when you're first starting, I think you do feel some pressure of like, okay, well, if I'm going to do this full time, then I need to make some type of income. Cause I mean, we all have bills to pay and student loans to pay off and all these things. And so there is some pressure to just like take like, okay, well, let me just do this because you know, this is going to be like some income or whatever. But, um, 
you do have to kind of get to the place where you're like, some of those things that you can just take because it's like these first opportunities that come up, they can actually kind of shift you away and clog up your life of better opportunities down the line. So it is important to know what to say no to and, and kind of stripping away everything else and being like, would I do this if it was like, if I wasn't getting paid, if I wasn't, you know, whatever the other reasons could be, like, would I do this and do I care about it? And do I feel like it's, it's part of my purpose? And if that's no, it's no, you know? Yes. Oh, so, so true. Yeah. So true. Oh my gosh. Okay. So thinking about burnout, what's one piece of advice that you would give to someone that is on the edge of burnout right now? Hire you. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, You know, honestly, I think that really the most important thing is to get these systems in place. And and, you know, I know that's the core of a lot of the things that you do is if you, if everything is chaos and you don't have a system of doing everything, you will get absolutely burned out. Cause I've been there. I'm even there in certain parts now of like, you're trying to get everything organized. You're trying to keep up with emails. You have things here, things there, and things start piling up if you don't have these systems in place. And then you are like maxed out because then you're trying to play catch up with like, oh gosh, I, I forgot to respond to this email like five days ago, or um, I was supposed to send this thing off, but like I don't have my calendar synced up and I forgot about it. Like having these systems in place to stay organized and on top of things is so crucial. Um, for your stress level, especially like just to be able to feel like you have an eye on everything and that you're probably, you know, that you're able to maintain and keep up with everything. Oh my gosh. I love that so much. And you're so right. Like this is why I, one, I fell in love with systems and workflows and organization because it does bring a lot of clarity and organization to the chaos that is life. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Um, like that is my go-to whenever I'm stressed, I clean and I organize. Me too. And so (laughs) like, that's one of the reasons I fell in love with it though, is because it does actually bring a lot of clarity and you're so right. If you're able to set these systems up from the beginning, it is going to help you at least be a little bit proactive on the burnout side. For sure. I mean, having that structure is like, we need it from when we're kids to when we're adults, like having that structure and knowing like where things go and what their purpose is and you know, how things are organized and where to find things like is just so crucial because I think that it's unnecessary stress and anxiety. Like some things of running a business and being an entrepreneur is just flat out stressful and you just have to go through it. But these are things that I feel like you don't need to stress about if you have the proper systems in place. So I think they're very important. Yes, totally agree. Oh my gosh. Love it. (laughs) All right. So what is coming up for you in the next couple months to a year? So right now um, I'm working on a couple other projects. Um, A lot of people have definitely been asking me about uh, book number two, which is possibly wink, wink on the horizon. (laughs) Um, So I've just been kind of like working on a lot of things at home. And then of course, uh, you know, I, have the podcast that's going to be coming out uh, in the near future Um, actually might be out by the time this episode airs. But um, yeah, I mean, honestly, like just the best way to contact me, which is where I'm pretty much always available is on Instagram. That's like my, that's my hangout place like you um, at keto karma. So um, that's my one place that like, no matter what burnout I'm feeling of other things, like I never really seem to get tired of that. So like, that's always up to date. That's always like my place where I kind of go and like get all the good energy and, you know, love to kind of be in touch with people there. So 
Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I will link that for you guys in the show notes. Um, can you tell us a little bit more about your podcast in case they are interested in checking it out too? Sure. So the podcast is called The Mind Step and um, we're actually working on the graphics right now. Um, <laughs> and so basically my husband and I are going to be doing this podcast together and one of the things that we really have realized through our journeys together, because he was actually like a self-taught software engineer, is that um, not only do you have to have like a plan uh, or like a mindset change, but you need to put things into action. So um, we're really going to be talking a lot about changing your life, changing your mindset, um, you know, breaking away from like your fears, like trust in the process learning, growing, messing up and getting back up again. Um, just kind of like a real life vulnerability central <laughs> um, podcast to just kind of talk about everything that we're all going through. And we'll talk about keto a little bit, but I think a lot of it we really want to just be for like everybody, no matter what different lifestyle you're doing or, or what you're going through in life. But um, yeah, we're really excited to launch that. Yeah, I cannot wait to hear it. And you guys are going to love these two. Like, it's going to be an amazing podcast. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Well, thank you so much for being here. I just, I can't thank you so much for coming on the podcast. This has been amazing. Thank you for having me. You guys know I end every episode with a permission slip for you. And today is no different. Suzanne shared so much information with us and so much encouragement that today I just want you to give yourself permission to take the first step. That's all it takes. Just take one step and then take the next step and then the next step. But just focus on the one right in front of you. Take that step. And then tomorrow, take the step right in front of you again. And keep doing that day in and day out and you will be amazed at how much change you can accomplish in a very short amount of time. So your permission slip is, I give myself permission to take the first step, and then the next, and then the next. All right, I have all of the links for everything that we talked about in the show notes for you guys, including Suzanne's cookbook, Simply Keto. So head on over to the show notes to find the link for that. In addition, if you loved today's episode, I would absolutely love it if you would head on over to your favorite podcast app and click subscribe. That way you never miss out on a future episode. All right, go take that first step today and I hope that you have a wonderful day.